The curse has been removed. The blessings have been provided for us. Be encouraged in your faith to receive the blessings and walk as one whom God has blessed. This morning, I just want to remind us of um, a, a very uh, simple, uh, important truth uh, that we find in Scripture uh, concerning what God has already done for you and me, already accomplished through the cross of Jesus Christ. I just want to remind us about that. Many of us may already be familiar uh, with this truth. For uh, our scripture, we're going to go to Galatians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 13 and 14. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. And as we uh, minister the word, I just... Uh, I want to encourage you to let your faith arise. Uh, believe the word. The Bible tells us that God's word is truth. So God's word is not just meant to be sermons we preach from. It's to be lived. It's to be believed. It's to be acted on. It's to be received. So as you hear this truth, it might be simple. But I want to encourage you to believe God's word and say, this is for me. If God said it, then it is true. If God said it, then I'm going to believe it. I'm going to receive it. I want to see it happen in my life. So I want you to uh, open up your heart and mind as, as we uh, go through this uh, this morning. So Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Let's read it out together, please. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So it's telling us something that Jesus Christ has already done for us. He's not planning to do it sometime in the sweet by and by. He's not you know, thinking about it, the work is done. Christ has redeemed us. It's been done. So the, the news is coming to you, to me. Hey, this is something Jesus Christ has already done for you and me. So tell your neighbor, it's been done. <laughs> Christ has redeemed us. The word redeem simply means to buy back and buy out of to the payment of a ransom. You redeem something by paying a ransom. Christ has redeemed us. What has he redeemed us from and how did he do it? The Bible tells us here that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now how did he do that? Having become a curse for us. So you see in the Old Testament, the law, the Mosaic law, had its blessings for obedience and penalties for disobedience. That's referred to uh, by that word curse. That means if you fail to obey, then here are the consequences, here are the penalties. And by default, no person was able to obey the law, was able to keep the law. And so it, it just, by default, 
uh, the penalties of disobedience weighed in on each of us. We would not be able to keep the law. We would not be able to walk in perfect alignment to all its commands and all its instructions. And so the, the curses or the penalties of disobedience to the law would come upon every person. But Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. And we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that. But let's talk about how he did it. He redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. He became a curse for us. Now in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy chapter 21 and verses 22 and 23, the Old Testament scriptures state this. It says, If a man has committed a sin deserving of death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but you shall surely bury him that day, so that you do not defile the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an, inher as an inheritance. For he who is hanged is accursed of God. So this is, these verses are quoted or referenced in Galatians 3, 13 and 14, the verses that we just read in the beginning. But notice it says, verse 22 says, if a man has committed a sin deserving of death, if somebody has committed that sin, then, and, and, and you're going to nail him to death, you're going to crucify him to death, you're going to put him to death on a tree, a wooden frame, a cross. You do that, and that's an indication that he's condemned by God. And that's what Jesus did. He became a curse. One who was not deserving of death. One who never did anything wrong. One who was perfect. One who was sinless. One who was absolutely righteous. This was God who became a man. He walked the earth and he said, I will become a curse. I will become as one of these who are condemned by God. And all the curses of the law, all the penalties of disobedience was put upon Jesus Christ as he hung on the cross. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So I want us to understand that on the cross, Jesus went there in your place. In your place. Don't just think about Jesus went there for my friend, for my neighbor. I mean, that is true. But this morning, I want you to let this truth sink into your heart. That Jesus Christ went to the cross for you. So let's say together, he went there for me. For you, for me. Make it personal. And on that cross, he became a curse for you. That means everything that was supposed or would have come upon you. He said, no, I don't want it to come upon you. I will take it upon myself. 
I will take it upon myself. He became a curse for you, for me. All the curses, the penalties of disobedience that would come upon you. He said, I'm taking all of them. And he took it. So Christ became a curse. And consequently, he redeemed you. He set you free. He brought you out from under those curses. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Because he became a curse for you and me. Now what are these curses? What do these curses include? What is the curse of the law? Deuteronomy the 28th chapter. The first 14 verses of this chapter in Deuteronomy 28 enumerate all the blessings. Moses is speaking, God is speaking God's word. He says, all these blessings will come upon you if you are obedient to God. So if you're obedient, all these blessings. And you can read it, it's beautiful. It says, you'll be blessed coming in, you'll be blessed going out. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed in all the work of your hands. The fruit of your body will be blessed. The, your basket and your store. And if you put it in modern terms, it'll be like, you know, what's in your house and what's in your bank account will be blessed. Right? Um, uh, you'll be blessed in everything. And God will open the windows of heaven. And he'll pour out the rain. He'll pour out blessing on everything you do. And, and you will be so blessed. He says these blessings will overtake he says, you will be so blessed that you will become the head and not the tail. And that you will, you will lend and you will not borrow. That means God will just bless you abundantly. He said, all these blessings will come on you if you're obedient. But then in that same chapter, starting with verse 15, he says, but if you're disobedient, all these curses will come on you. And he enumerates all the curses, the penalties of disobedience. So Jesus not only moved the law itself out of the way, because under the new covenant we are not under the law, but he also moved all the curses of the law because he became a curse for us. That means all these curses, Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 onwards, all of that was put upon Jesus Christ. Now, when you read those verses, starting from verse 15, and I'll just summarize it. You, under that, you will find every possible calamity, distress, suffering, hardship, evil. It's all listed there. Sickness of all kind. It simply says, and every sickness and disease which is not even named here. Meaning the things that would take place on in the future. He, it's list, it talks about problems of the mind, confusions, troubles of the mind, fears. You will be fearful. You won't be able to sleep. So all the emotional distresses that affect people, it's listed there. Financial problems, problems in the family, it's there. It's listed as a curse. Your sons, your daughters will go astray. It's listed as a curse. Problems in your work life. He says, you will sow, but you won't be able to reap. Uh, there, there will be no success. The heavens above you will be like brass. Nothing working out. So it's listed under the curse. It's not a blessing. 
Are you listening? It's right there, simple, plain to read. And the Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That means you do not have to bear a single one of those. You don't have to bear. It's a good place to clap and say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. You're clapping not for my preaching. You're clapping to thank the Lord <laughs> for the good thing he's done. Isn't it wonderful? That he became a curse, meaning he took all those things listed from verse 15 onwards. And he said, you know, all these curses, I will take it on me. I will become the cursed one so that you can be redeemed from this. You don't have to bear any of this, not a single one of it. I redeem you from it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So you, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you must know for yourself that on the cross, Jesus took every curse on him so that you do not have to bear it in your body, your mind, your finances, your home, your family, your relationship, your workplace. Everything is redeemed. When you go to your workplace, it's redeemed. Your future is redeemed. Your family is redeemed. Your children are redeemed. Redeemed from the curses. And he said, we are redeemed from the curse of the law. So that, verse 14, so that the blessing, so, so let's say this, you know, one important thing about being redeemed is we need to state it. So you can imagine a prisoner, a captive, for whatever reason, let's say he's in jail, and then he's redeemed, he's set free. So when he walks out, he's not going to say, I'm a prisoner. He's going to say, I am free. I'm free. And so the Bible says, we need to state that. Psalm 107, verse 2. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So you and I need to say so. The Lord has redeemed me from every curse of the law. Let's say that together. The Lord has redeemed me. Christ has redeemed me from every curse of the law. He became a curse for me. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You declare, you announce your freedom. You announce that Christ has set you free. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So he redeemed us from the curse of the law. And then what did he do? Verse 14 continues. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So he says, look, I'm taking the curses all out of the way. And I'm opening the door. For the blessings promised to Abraham to come 
upon the Gentiles, meaning you and me, the non-Jewish people, the non-Jewish world, in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, because you're in Jesus, the blessing of Abraham is upon your life. So let's say that. The blessing of Abraham is upon me in Jesus. See, because you are in Jesus, the Bible is saying the blessing of Abraham is upon you. The blessing of Abraham is upon you. And you need to be convinced, I am blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Now, what are the blessings or the blessing of Abraham? Now, the word used is singular, but when you refer to a package with many small things in it, it's okay. It's a singular package, but there are many things inside the package. So the blessing of Abraham includes all these things. You'll find it in scripture. Now, I just, just mention it here. Abraham was blessed in all things. Now Abraham's servant, he attests to what God did in his master's life. He says, and you know, this is in Genesis 24, he says, The Lord has blessed my master greatly. Imagine his servant is watching. Hmm, let me see how goes it with my, with my master. <laughs> and he says, man, I, God has blessed my master greatly. He's blessed him with everything. He's blessed in all things. And that's upon you. The blessing of Abraham. God's blessing to bless you in all things is upon you. Abraham was blessed so that he could be a blessing. So that blessing is also on you. That you are blessed to be a blessing. So wherever you go, you go with this attitude. Say this with me. I have an attitude. <laughs> Your attitude is everywhere I go, I'm going to be a blessing. That's my attitude. I, when you go there, I'm going to be a blessing here. An attitude of blessedness. Because he blessed you in order to make you a blessing. And God told Abraham, I will bless you. And through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So wherever you go, you're part of that. You're an extension of that. And so you carry that inside you. I'm here to be a blessing. You step into a difficult situation. I'm here to be a blessing. You, step, you, you, know, you go to meet somebody who's going through a difficulty. I'm here to be a blessing. That's your attitude. Because you know that the blessing of Abraham is on your life. And through you, God said, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So whichever family you come into contact with, you're an extension of that blessing. You're an extension of that. You're blessed to be a blessing. Another aspect of Abraham's blessing was he had righteousness that with God. He was in right standing with God by faith. So that's your blessing. That you are in right standing with God in Christ Jesus by faith. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You just know that you are in a right standing with God. God, that is a God's blessing on you. Righteousness by faith. Friendship with God. Abraham was called a friend of God. That's your blessing. You are a friend of God. That means you have this close relationship with God. You talk to him as a friend. And God promised victory over enemies to Abraham. He said, Abraham, your descendants will possess the gate of their enemies. Meaning they will have authority over their enemies. 
That's your blessing. Victory over enemies. Are you with me so far? Because the Bible says he became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. It's written there. And it doesn't stop with that. It goes on to say that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Meaning the blessing goes beyond just what was given to Abraham. The promise of the Spirit is exclusive for the new covenant. It was not experienced under the Abrahamic covenant. It was not experienced under the Mosaic covenant. Here we are under the new covenant. God says, I'm giving you much more than what I gave Abraham. Every believer receives the promise of the Spirit. Meaning you are in a new covenant with God. And as a believer, there is more than just the blessings of Abraham on your life. There is the promise of God's Holy Spirit released on you. That means everything that's coming in the new covenant is on your life. It is much more than the Abrahamic covenant or what God gave under the law of Moses or the Mosaic covenant. It's much more. It says the promise of the Spirit. Is on your life. And as part of the new covenant, the scriptures tell us this in Ephesians 1 verse 3. Let's read it out together. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It says, bless God, the Father. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. That means every blessing that comes from God, from the heavenly realms, it's upon your life. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You know, God is not the one who's holding these things back from you and me. Sometimes we think, well, i got to fight with God to get it. Listen, He's already given it to you. He's already blessed you with it. You've been blessed with every blessing that God would give to His people. It's yours. Amen? And that verse, verse 14 concludes. We receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That means all of these things. This redemption that's available for us. The blessing of Abraham. The promise of the Spirit. It says you receive by faith. You simply believe. And say, God, this is mine. I am going to receive it. You see, but there is a problem. Sometimes it's a problem of ignorance. Meaning we don't know. We've not been told. We've not been informed from the word of God. That Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And that by becoming a curse for us. And that he has released the blessing of Abraham on our lives. And much more. He's released the promise of the spirit. He's released the blessings of the new covenant over our lives. Sometimes we are not informed. We don't know. So then there is a problem of ignorance. Because you cannot receive what you don't know. What you have no knowledge about. And sometimes there is a problem of an enemy who wants to hold back what is rightfully ours. He does not want us to have it. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
These things are rightfully yours. But there's an enemy that says, I don't want God's people to have it. Because if they enjoy the blessings, if they walk in it, they are going to be a tremendous blessing to others. You cannot give away a blessing you don't have. But when you have a blessing, you can pass it on. You can be a blessing to many. And so the enemy's intent in holding back these things from us is to hinder us from being an effective blessing to those around us. So there's this problem. But by faith, we overcome. You and I do not have the problem of ignorance. Today, you've been informed. We know what the word of God says. We know that the Bible tells us Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us Gentiles. That the promise of the Spirit has been made available to us and we receive by faith. We've been informed. We know the word of God. And we can simply believe that and receive it today. Amen. So that's what we want to do this morning. Worship team, please come. We're going to take time to pray and say, God, I want to see the blessing of God manifest in my life. The sickness, the disease, the ailments that we struggle with. We resist it. We say, I don't need to bear it because Jesus Christ bore it on the cross. The troubles in the mind, the struggles that we're facing financially or in your life situation, you say, I don't need to bear it. Because Jesus Christ bore it for me on the cross. That's the position we're going to take. Are you with me? That's the position we're going to take. We're supposed to take that. Because he finished the work. So that you and I can walk in his completed work. And so we're going to take that position. And by faith, I want to encourage you. By faith, you say, God, this blessing is mine. It has been provided for. And this morning, by faith, I want to receive it. Amen? Don't be passive about this. Don't say, well, I, I know it intellectually. I know it theoretically. Uh, uh, that's okay. Th don't stop with knowing it. You press on to say, God, it's in the word. I want to receive it. I want to receive it. And it's also our responsibility to make sure each of us, each other receives it. That we pray for one another, we minister to one another saying, God, I want my brother, I want my sister to walk in the blessings of God. And if the enemy has tried to bring in any curse, has tried to bring in any of these penalties that don't have to be there because Jesus Christ has removed it. God, I'm standing with them to see it removed, to see it taken out of their lives because I want them to walk under the blessings of God. Amen. Are you ready? Say, God, we want to see that. We want to see the, the curse, you know, just broken up. These evil things broken up because we, these should not be on our lives. We are redeemed from it. We are set free from it. We will not let the enemy put these things on us because we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus Christ became a curse. And he has released the blessing of Abraham over our lives. And that's what we want to walk in. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to, in a few minutes from now, I'm going to ask us all to stand. And then I'm going to lead us 
in a declaration of this truth. And when you speak those truth, this truth over your life, I want you to believe God, extend your faith in God for specific things for your life. Some of you may need God to intervene financially. Look, that's been provided for through the cross of Christ. Because Christ removed the curse. He removed those things that hinder your financial progress. He removed it on the cross. Some of you may say, well, it has to do with my job. It has to do with my workplace. I need to see things change. Well, that's been provided for on the cross. So as you make that declaration between you and God, you're saying, God, I'm extending my faith for this area of my life. Some of us may have things to do in our family. Some of us for our children. Some of us maybe personal phys our physical health. Some of us for our emotional health. Whatever it is, I want you to know it's been covered by the cross. It's covered. So as we make this declaration, each one of us, it may be different. Our need may be different. But you are extending your faith in God. As you're speaking these words, you're saying, God, I'm expecting your intervention in this area of my life for me personally. Do it with faith. Don't just repeat it for the sake of repeating it. It is your statement of faith before God. Saying, God, I want to see a change in these areas of my life. And God will respond to that. Amen? You believe it? God will do it. He will respond. And then let's do it with expectation. So, if there is something that you can tell right here and right now about a healing that would take place in your body or uh, something that would change emotionally or some other way, there's something that you can tell right here, right now. Then I want you to have the expectation and I want you to check that. I want you to uh, say, uh, test or check your body saying, I'm expecting a healing. I'm expecting things to get better because Jesus ministered that way. He told the man, stretch out your hand. He told the man, take up your bed and walk. And so he told people to do something right there, right then, that they were unable to do. But as they began to do it, they experienced the healing of God taking place in their bodies. So that's how we encourage people to do that. Do the same thing that Jesus told people in his time, his day to do. Stretch out your hand, take up your bed. So you do that while we are making the declaration. I want you to, I want to encourage you to expect healing to take place. If there's pain in your body, expect the pain to leave. If there's any other problem in your body, expect it to leave. And just begin to take some steps to see that healing is coming forth in your body. I want to encourage you to do that. Amen? Let's rise to our feet, please. All right, we're going to just worship God for a few minutes and then I will lead us in this time of a declaration of prayer. But as we sing, let's affirm our faith that God is here. He's here to confirm His Word. This morning, it's not just about the preaching of the Word, but we are expecting God to confirm His Word. I came with expectation to see God work in our lives. And I believe you've come with expectation to see God work. So let's affirm that He is here, moving in our midst. The one who made the blind to see Is moving here in front of me Moving here in front of me The one who 
are deaf to hear You're silencing my every fear Silencing my every fear The one who made the blind to see Is moving here in front of me Moving here in front of me The one who made the deaf to hear Is silencing my every fear Silencing my every fear I believe in you I believe in you You're the God of miracles I believe in you I believe in you You're the God of miracles The one who does impossible Is reaching out to make me whole Reaching out to make me whole The one who put death in its place His life is flowing through his life is flowing through my veins The one who does impossible Is reaching out to make me whole Reaching out to make me whole The one who put death in its place His life is flowing we just thank you that your word is truth 
And you said that your word will not return to you empty. But it will accomplish what you please. And it will prosper in the thing for which you sent it. And so Father, in the name of your Son Jesus, I pray that right here in this auditorium, over each of us, those watching live, wherever they are, that the word that has been proclaimed, your words that has been proclaimed, will also be confirmed. That it will also take place in each of our lives. Let it be confirmed because your word, Father, is truth. Your word is truth. Father, even we, as we together in unison declare our faith and declare what Christ has completed for us on the cross. Holy Spirit, move powerfully as we do this. Let healings take place, let miracles take place, let chains be broken. Let sicknesses, diseases, ailments, torments, oppressions be removed. Let divine interventions take place in the lives of your people. Because we are your people. Do this, Lord. Even as we make our declaration of faith. Because your word is truth. Thank you, Father. We thank you. I'm going to lead us in a declaration now, and I want you to make this your moment where you will release your faith in God. There was a moment for the woman, woman, woman with the issue of blood. She said, If I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. That was her faith. She said it. And at that moment when she actually touched, she received the healing. So this declaration of faith could be your way, our way, of touching the hem of Jesus' garment. It's, it's, it's an expression of faith. You're saying it because you really believe it. You embrace the truth of His Word. So let's say this out together. Christ has redeemed me. From the curse of the law. Because he became. A curse for me. Every curse. Has been removed. Sickness. Disease. Oppressions. Failure. Defeat. Distress. Troubles in the mind. Problems in the workplace. Problems in the family. All these things have been removed. They've been taken out. And the blessing of God has been released. In the name of Jesus, 
I declare healing, wholeness over my body, over my mind. I declare the blessing of God over my family, over my children, over my present, over my future, over my finances, over my workplace. I declare everything in my life blessed 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 by God in the name of Jesus I receive by faith what Jesus Christ provided for me I receive it I will walk in it it's mine in Jesus name Amen Amen. 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 Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. And in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every work of darkness. I take authority over every spirit of infirmity. I take authority over every evil spirit afflicting God's people. And I command in the name of Jesus, you will leave now. Because Jesus Christ has redeemed us. We are free. Satan has no place over our, no place in us, no claim over our lives. So in the name of Jesus, I destroy every work of the enemy over our lives. I declare we are blessed. We are healed. We are delivered. Even according to God's word. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you, Jesus. We thank you, God. We're going to sing again. And as we sing, during the time we're singing, I want to give you time just to check your body. If you came in with a sickness, a disease, an ailment, I want you to take that time just to check your body as we worship God. And if a healing has taken place, then I just want to encourage you to come forward. We'll take your testimony. I just want to see what God has done. So as we sing now, it's also an expression of faith. But I want you by faith to start checking your body. Do something you could not do. And if you experience the healing right here, right now, then just come right up here. We'll take your testimony. Now, if you need to get checked by your doctor, you need to do something like that, please do that. Please do that. Please take time to you know, get your healing medically verified. That's fine. But if some way you can tell your healing has taken place right here, right now, I want you to come forward and we will take your testimony. So let's just sing. And during that time, by faith, begin to do something you couldn't do. Begin to check your body. And then we'll come, come forward. If a healing is manifested, come forward. We'll take your testimony. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. I believe in you, I believe in you, you're the God of miracles, I believe, I believe in you, I believe in you, you're the God of miracles, Jesus, oh, I believe
Thank you, Lord Jesus. You truly are our healer. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any testimonies here this morning? Any something God has done for you? Just come on right up here. We have a mic available for you. Any testimonies? Come. All right, can I just have an usher to help us with the second mic here? Thank you. Any testimonies? Just come on forward. Come. All right, so uh, did, I've been uh, having a back injury for the last uh, one year and I've been having pain. So after the sermon, when we, uh, when, when we got up, I felt the pain in my back and I was just thinking, you know, maybe this, is, this, is, this should go. And so I, I claimed the healing during the prayer and then when, 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 you said, when you told me to check, I checked and there was no pain. It was completely gone. I've been feeling it and there's no pain. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank, thank the Lord for that. God bless you. Praise you, Jesus. Anyone else? Any, any other testimony? God did something for you right here, right now, that you can testify. I know that, you know, if there's some a medical condition you need to go get checked, please do that and then email your testimony in. We will, you know, we will uh, we'll share that email, that whatever comes through email. But if something you, like you, that you can verify right now, God did for you. Um, uh, you can come forward and testify. Anybody else? A healing that took place. Uh, a miracle that took place for you. Just come on up and just share what happened. There's the mic there. Uh, last year I met with an accident um, where I got injured on a motorbike. Um, I mean, the hand is fine, but what I've been really struggling with is my stomach and gut issues. I've been dealing with it the past year. and in November, I had a relapse of it and it got really bad. I had to go home to Mizoram at home. And so it's just been this slow nursing. I haven't been able to eat any solid food. And last week, while we were doing the prayer and asking for healing, I just knew, I just knew that God was giving me healing, but I didn't know right away. And then on Tuesday, um, the pain that has been so persistent that I almost don't notice it anymore, but that pain just disappeared and yeah so wonderful yeah so i just wanted to come and clear that share that with the church and also praise god for healing um it was a healing that was with me i mean it was a pain and struggle that was with me for so long that was so persistent but now like even to describe how it was i don't remember the memory of it in my body yeah. so yeah. and you've been able to eat well You've been able to eat well? Yeah, after and I've been having amazing food this week. Good, good. God bless you. God bless you. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Something God ha happened maybe you know, today, right now, or like he said, something that you verified over the course of the week. Anyone else? Okay. All right, so uh you can you know take some time what we always encourage people to take some time to get your get it medically checked or sometimes you may need a couple of days to you know verify that things are okay but please share your testimony send it by email or like we do next sunday when you have an opportunity come forward this testify because it's going to encourage all of us to uh, believe god for more and more there's no limit to what God can do and what God wants us to do. And his house is a, a house of miracles. 
Amen. Because He is here. The miracle worker is here. God is here. And so every time we come together, we come expecting miracles. We want to see amazing things. Things that we have not yet seen take place. Amen. And so it's just got to build up and see more and more. So share your testimony. We will share it with the church and glorify God. I want to encourage you as a church, as a church community, as we mentioned at the beginning of the year, just to remind you, uh, one day a week, any day, but uh, we mentioned Friday so that all of us can do it on Friday. But if you want to do some other day, that's fine. Take a day to fast and pray. Uh, you may fast one meal or two meals or more. That's entirely up to you. Uh, fast and pray and pray for the church. Pray, say, God, we want to be a church that's growing in maturity. A church where we are seeing the miracles of God taking place, where the numbers are multiplying. You know, there are millions of people in the city that need to be reached. So we make no apologies when we say we have to grow in numbers. Amen. Uh, uh, we, it's just an expression of God's heart. He wants to see every person saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So we say, God, we want to see the numbers multiply. We want to see people saved. Uh, and, and so just ask God for that. Pray over the ministries that are happening. Pray that God's glory will be seen to the ministries. Also, just remind you, make every effort to share Jesus with at least one person during the week. At least one person. Just tell them about Jesus. Whatever you can do. Uh, uh, share Jesus with one person every week. Try it out. Just work on it. Ask God to help each help you to do that. And then invite people to church. At least invite two people a month. Just try to invite them. Just, just come over to church. Just come. See, see, hear, experience Jesus with us. So let's all uh, work on this continually. So I'm just reminding us of what we've already mentioned at the beginning of the year. Is that okay? All right? I I'm excited. Are you? So, after we dismiss, Youth Connect is happening in the basement after the service, requesting all the young people to be there. So, service is going moving down. So, we go down to the basement. Young people, please uh, try to be there. Even if you're new to church, you're a young person. I think it's 35, Roshan, or 35 below, or 33? 33. Three, okay, slight correction. <laughs> 33 and below, 15 to 33. 17. 17 to 33. So if you're a young person, maybe you know, you're know you new to church, you haven't met people, here's a great opportunity for you to connect with other young people in church. So just uh, head, head down to the basement. Uh, the young people will be gathering there. Pastor Roshan will be talking to them, uh, sharing plans for the youth ministry today. So please head down uh, to the basement right after we dismiss. Shall we close? Please, let's do that. Father, we thank you for what you have done what you're doing in our lives and we are looking forward for much much more thank you for your goodness to us and i pray lord that the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god our heavenly father and the sweet fellowship of his holy spirit continue with each of us always in jesus name Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, TV programs, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.